y dos, y dos, una, y dos, una, y dos. Hello and welcome to Cortez NYC live stream, the podcast. This show broadcasts out of New York City. We are your hosts, Cortez NYC and Carla de Puerto Rico. And on this show, we talk about art, creativity, city life from a Latino perspective. I'm a visual artist. And I'm a singer. And this is episode 85. As always, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and Spotify, and also on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And this is a special episode. We have a full episode interview with Mr. C-T-F. That's S-E-E-T-F crew. You can find him on Instagram. On this episode, we have a conversation about his art, his techniques, and he reveals some tips for beginners. So let's get on with it. Back on the road again. All right, so on this episode, I have Mr. CTF back on this. I know that we talked briefly on a previous episode uh, where we were at a wall party with half. But this time I got you one-on-one on a long drive. L- lately, I've been doing the long drive thing. Yep, one hour and 26 minutes. <laughs> we're not going to talk for one hour. But uh, on this episode, we are going to talk about... I want to talk about your process, man, because you are an aerosol artist who you've been specializing always on portraits and specifically women uh faces but also bodies you, you, you do full bodies also a lot of people shy away from doing realistic faces it's a challenge it's difficult i know it's spray paint it's it's even it becomes even more difficult it's bad enough with, with paintbrush but let alone with spray paint it's actually easier with paintbrush right you can control the brush much better than you can control a can because with a can, you gotta worry about everything from the wind to the pressure to the can to the cap. Exactly, exactly. You know, with the brush, it's just the medium and how you're gonna mix. Yeah. When did you first do your first uh, big portrait on a wall? On a wall? Yeah. My first portrait on a wall was in 1987. Wow. I did um, what I thought was supposed to be a Vaude Baudet character, a girl with really big breasts. Her nipples were bigger than her nose. Because <laughs> if you look at a Baudet character, the nose is just a little, it looks like a U right. with a highlight on top. But the nipples come out like they look like freaking giant Frankfurters. Um, and that was the first time I, I, I had attempted to go ahead and do, do a character. How did it come out? I still look at it now and I'm just, and I cringe, but <laughs> it's, uh, do you know what? It's about the journey. It's about the journey. And then I, the second one that I did was a She-Hulk in the back of Frank and Kay Lane around 87, 88, around there. She-Hulk? Yeah, with stress. Well, she didn't look nothing like She-Hulk except that she was green. <laughs> um, yeah, it was those things where you have to look back and I'm just glad that I stuck, I stuck to it. What was, what was the challenge back then? I'm sure you've overcome some of those challenges, but back then, well, what was your first challenge? The first challenge was to get the paint. Okay. The second challenge was to do it on the wall without trying to get caught. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then after you're done, which was usually done at nighttime, and you can't see what the hell you blended in or mixed, 
you're hoping that in the morning time those colors were the right ones because back then when we didn't have the Montanas that we have now with the belt tinge where like the color coded and everything else, you just, if green, if you thought it was green, it may have been blue, who knows? Yeah. No, I, I used to have those experiences, right? Not with, with, with portraits or, or anything so detailed, but back, back in those days, first of all, you didn't get to choose your colors. You got the colors you got. You got the colors. <laughs> you got the colors you racked. Exactly. Whatever colors you racked, you can't go in there and be like, "Oh, I need almond and beige nope, and nope, ivory." Nope, no, my nope. brother. You got hot pink. You got pastel. Yeah, um, pastel. Uh, what was that pastel? Um, like a green that looked like a little oh, aqua. Yeah, aqua, aqua, yeah. aqua green. Yeah, that was a big it one. It was just like, oh, dude, when the icy grape came out. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah you were like uh it was luxury that was luxury that the avocado the avocado avocado green. avocado green was dope the sunset orange and then and then they were high pressure so you will get that you you will get that overspray <laughs> where where you knew that that to make that red there was a little bit of like burgundy in there somewhere or brown right 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 and you get and and if you didn't shake it right Right, right, right. You got every color that made up that color. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so, and I remember painting, even if I was doing lettering, that the next day I would look at it and be like, that wasn't the blue I thought it was. Yeah. And that wasn't the green I thought it So you went ahead and started doing portraits or, or at least figures under those conditions. Why would you do that? Well, why did you think it was important to do it? Well, back then, when, when, when we did our pieces, somebody always had to throw a character. All right. It was always a character in the middle or on the side. And you stepped up. You said, I'll do it. I started learning to it because Stress was the one who used to do all of the, all of the characters. And I got, I got into, back, back in the 80s, um, there was a magazine called um, uh, Heavy Metal. Yep. And whoever was on the cover of Heavy Metal was usually like Olivia, Boris, um, uh, Toroyama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you just want you just like imagine that cover on the wall with your pieces to the left and the right of it. Right, right. But they never looked like that. <laughs> you know, that was like what you what you what you aimed for. That was what you strived for. And um, that's that's what started my journey with it. You know, and then slowly I got out of the the piecing with the lettering. And I got more into the into um, into the characters, and then I discovered Patrick Nagel. Patrick Nagel was a big influence for me. Um, yeah, Patrick Nagel was a fashion illustrator who became famous doing uh, very detailed cartoons of women, um, where he made them almost look like geishas because they were always very pale, and they're all white, white with cat eyes, exactly, black outlines. He he made he to me um, would be what I would say was the pop art of the 80s. Absolutely, absolutely. He 100%. did the album cover for Duran Duran Rio. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he did he did a few things in there. He was he was one he was the first one to catch my eye. Not not the first one to catch my eye as far as wow that's good. It was more like I think I can do that. Because gotcha. it was, it didn't have all those blends and all those colors. And then after Patrick Nagel, I discovered uh, Mukai. 
How do you say? Mukai. M-U-K-A-I. Mukai. Um, okay. Uh, I haven't heard of Mukai. Mukai did something similar to Patrick Nagel, but instead of doing it with sharp with sharp outlines and sharp edges that looked more like it was um, silk screened, oh. um, he would do something that looked more like a sketch with colors. Okay. And you can see the light and the shadows, but it was like a sketch. It was like, it was really rough, uh, but it was clean, it was colorful. Everything that Patrick Nagel did, white face, but with movement. Gotcha. So it looked more realistic when Patrick Nagel was very flat. Now I gotta look up Makai. Yeah, uh, his first name, uh, I wanna say is Dennis Mukai. Uh, I was gonna say Diego or Pedro, but it's right. No, uh, now then <laughs> Paco Mukai. After after him, I I started following more um, Boris and Olivia. Yeah, they're, they're fucking legends. But then I came across Louis Royo. Louis Royo, probably fucking what? that was that was the end of that. Oh, <laughs> Game <my> over. <laughs> Louis Louis Royo is a fantasy illustrator. Uh, he has. His whole career is definitely fantasy illustration through the heavy metal circuit, you know, the heavy metal magazine circuit of artists and calendars, posters, uh, you know, graphic novel covers. Uh, the guy's done it all. Always sexy women, but but his, I think his claim. What do you what do you think it was made him stand out? What made it different than the ones that came before? The fantasy art that he used was very dark with a lot of sepias and, and, and black. And he would use uh, more um, of the charcoal and ink, but then he would make it pop with like a red tattoo or something, or like with a sword, with like a, with, with like a stone in the middle or, or something like that. Right. Um, the crazy thing about it is that a lot of the artists that I've that I've actually uh, that I that I followed, and I started to to do research and follow their work and everything else. A lot of them started as illustrators for Playboy. Okay. To include to include Leroy Neiman. Who's Leroy Neiman? Leroy Neiman was um, was was a painter. Uh, that he would use more of the of the of the knife of the knife uh, not too much brush more knife and he oh, would do a lot of, knife, and he would do more um, like I have a print of his that was done um, in 1979 I want to say and it was in um, and it was in the Waldorf Astoria and it was in the kitchen and in the kitchen, you see them in the kitchen with the maitre d' standing there, the chef, and they're moving and everything else. There's no details. It's very, um, it's almost like an impressionist okay. type work. Um, a lot of knife work, a lot of lights, and a lot of movement, and a lot of colors. So th and thick impasto kind yeah, of painting. And, and all he that. would do like race horses with the jockeys on them, showing movement, showing speed. Okay, okay. Look him up if you get a chance, Leroy Neiman. Okay. So Leroy Neiman, um, Patrick Nagel, um, Luis Arroyo. Not too much Arroyo, but I think also Mukai and Olivia. They were all the illustrators 
called Playboy. They had, oh, 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 okay. They okay. had a, they had a, they had an area in the Playboy magazine where they would, they would put two or three paintings up there. I don't want to ask you why you had all these Playboy magazines, but okay. It sounds crazy, but <laughs> I used to get the, I used to get the Playboy magazines because of the girls, but I would always cut out all of the paintings that they did right because right, we right. didn't have the internet back then. right 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 for the articles you know? right yeah gotcha. no 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 no. i bought it for the girls but the only thing i would save are the paintings and i still have them so i still right. got all of the cutouts i still have all of the cutouts <laughs> all right so <laughs> so so listen so so you start you start this mission of like learning how to you know paint uh figures uh, female figures but also just figures on on walls with spray paint you start this mission you have all this back studying that you're doing you're you're researching you're doing your diligence of like Whoa. learning your skills and all that at what point did you finally crack the code to say okay I can do this now I'm good at this like what do you feel do you remember the, a certain a certain painting that you did or a certain time period that you were like no, because I, I finally I'm here I can do this now no because I, st I still don't feel like I'm there. Wow. You okay. know, I I don't think I think that it's a very you have to be a fucking egomaniac in order to say I'm there. I can do this. I'm the best at it. You're learning every single day. You're learning something different. It's the evolution. It's the evolution of not only the person but of the artist. The evolution of how how your eye starts looking at it, the different things in different in different ways. Um, just, just an FYI thing. Um, I've never taken an art class in my life. I, I have never been trained. I never took an art class. No, I, I nothing never, wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not trained. Uh, my training was in in a layup in a train yard with my friends with spray paint. My trainings are watching. Um, and this is where the 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 episode of when when I started going to five points. Five points I learned so much in five points in there from watching from watching you sometimes. Um, sometimes, only sometimes. Um, yeah, because you were always in a lift all the way up. Who, who's <laughs> gonna watch you from from the ground? Uh, but, but but those were my classes and and I think that's what made five points so important to me more so is that it was a classroom. I got to see artists from different parts of the country, different parts of the world, different techniques, paint, and all you do is sit there and watch and learn. So although at that time I was already doing portrait work on canvas and I was doing some work on walls, it was always a learning experience. You're always going to learn something new. You're going to learn how to use a cap, a spray paint, an angle. Uh, a roller, a brush, you're gonna go through 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 a wash. Always learn. Don't be afraid to ask. Don't be embarrassed to ask. Because the thing about the graffiti side of the house um, is that it becomes a thing where we all go to the wall. Although we're friends. Um, we're there to do the best that we can do, or what we would say, we're there to burn, and we're there, and we're there to try to outdo each other in a in a different competitive um, like realm. 
uh, but you look to the left, you look to the right, the bar, the bar is set. But you can't think that you're so good that you cannot learn. I've learned shit from people that are half my age that just started thinking. I'm like, what the hell? Nice. All right. And and that's it. And you can't. And I think I think the biggest problem that happens right now is that outside of the, outside of your ego, because the reason why I'm saying don't let your ego get the best of you is because although you want to ask somebody, hey, can you tell me how you just did that right there? Your ego doesn't allow you to say that because then you think that oh, you're 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 biting, you're jockeying, you're you're guy's gonna be like yo I taught him this I taught him that you take it you t- if you can take it to the next level after that then it works for you but if you never ask you're never gonna learn what would you say are your do's and don'ts when trying to render women with spray paint on a wall well in the beginning I used to look at I used to look at shapes okay I used to look at shapes I used to look at um, I think that we all start out looking at shapes. When we look at a face, we look at the round face, we look at the almond eyes, we look at the, the lips, and um, the graffiti writer in you um, wants to put an outline on everything. Everything has an outline. Gotcha. And that was my mistakes. That was my, that's what I'm trying, I guess that's my, my don'ts. What I look at now, my do's now, I don't look at shapes anymore. I, I look at shapes when I'm, when I'm sketching, when I'm trying to do like a composition. Uh, but when I paint, I'm painting with light. I'm looking at light, I'm looking at highlights and shadows. Um, the wall that we just did now, I didn't have a clue what I was doing or anything else last night. I got, I got in this morning. I, uh, I looked around, I saw something, because I knew that that wall is rough and you had to do something big um, uh, because of the, of the dents and everything The texture, else. yeah, the texture of the wall and was all... I didn't want to spend too much time in there because the wall is not going to last long, you, you know, a couple of weeks, a couple of months. Right. Um, so I wanted to do something that was big and quick. And that's so I zeroed in on the girl with the pearl earring. Because when you look at that in there, the, the, the main blends and the and focus is on the face. And that's it. And then after that, it's just browns and reds and gold and blue. What, you have to be careful with who you paint with. Because if the people to your left or to your right that you're painting with are not, challenged, are not making you challenge yourself, then you're always gonna just be really mediocre and you're never gonna rise to that challenge. When I'm painting with you, you're always like, just do it, man. But I'm like, dude, but I've never done it before. Fuck it, do it now, try it now. You should just do it. And and I'll get get riled up enough that I'm like, all right, fuck it, let's do it. You know, so. So you choose choose this image today. You look for the reference, you say, fuck it, I'm gonna do this. And then I get whatever colors I have that is closest that I have to the palette that I need. And then I improvise when I get to the uh, wall. Um, I 
I grid, I grid because I want to get the proportions right and fast. Where did you learn gridding from? I guess I read a book one time and, and that was it. That was what the book said. And I was always trying to freestyle it and I was always like one eye was slightly off, the nose was slightly off, however it is. And then when when I grid, it's, it saves me like two hours of, of sketching and going back and forth. So, so gridding, gridding is a is a technique used by illustrators to where you where you um, grid. Yeah, you do a scale up. So you're gridding your original reference with lines equal equal vertical and horizontal lines, even evenly spaced. That you will then create a grid that equals that on the larger scale on the wall, so you can scale up the image. On your on your on your on your paper, for example. Your, your square, the, the cube, is going to be one inch by an inch, right? Right. All right, so um, your verticals are going to be one inch, your horizontals are one inch. Then you go to the wall and you measure the wall. And if you know that you need, for example, eight boxes going to the right, um, then you measure the wall and divide the wall by eight. It may be... 15 inches or it may be five feet. Right. It doesn't matter how big the building is or how big the wall is. You divide it to e into the even spaces. So if it's five feet, so now you're doing each square five feet by five feet. Right. And then you just look at like one, one, it's a line, two, two. And then you just keep doing it. And once you get to your, um, once you transfer the, the, the sketch, then you then you uh, clean out the lines, you put away your sketch, and you bring out your photo, and now your eye starts to work. Yeah, and I mean, I've seen I've seen you do your grid. Sometimes you get really specific and, and very accurate. Other times you just drop some loose lines that give you the grid, and you know that that's the lines. Those are the grids, and, and you, you march ahead. Um, wh once you have your sketch and you you scaled up, and you have your grid down, and you have your sketch. What's the next step for you? Some people would go right into it spray paint. Other people would start doing the tones. What's your first, what do you attack first? I look at the face, I look at the image, and I start doing, um, in the military, it's called the typographical map. The typographical map is when you're looking at a map of the land, and it's showing the elevations and the hills and everything with circles. So they look like a bunch of circles and circles and circles and circles. And if you don't know how to read it, you won't understand that you're going up a side of a mountain or something. Um, or like that there's a valley or a saddle. To show the elevation. Like right. The elevation. So the, the what I do right. is I look at the contours of the face and I start to, I put circles where all of my highlights go. Okay. So like I know that there's a highlight, for example, on the chin by the by the cheekbones and places to look like that. And then I see certain lines that's when you got to train your eye to start looking at light and stop looking at shapes. Right. So uh, I see certain light going in a certain direction. I start. I start to like. It starts to look like a map. Okay. And then I start with my midtones, which is like, let's say, for example, let's use a grayscale from one to five. You know, one being white, five being black. So my midtones will be somewhere around like three, two, right. three, right? Right. So I'll start with that in there. I start. I'll start to to do the background so I can see the image. I'll start doing like putting the colors in in the background. 
and then I'll go in on the bass uh, with my midtones, and then I'll start with um, with my with my dark with with my lightest to my darkest. Do, do you do you prefer uh, uh, an image that has a high contrast versus low contrast, meaning hard shadows and that kind of stuff, or you have no preference? You go either. Because some artists only work with one one style. They either like high contrast or they have like heavy shadows and all that, so it's got more information. No, it doesn't matter. Um, my thing is that I'm limited to what I can put on the wall because the public is going to look at you and everything else, so you have to be very careful. As much as I would love to go ahead and paint some nudes and, and, and more revealing and stuff like that, I can't. That's something that I say for my canvases. So you can't go to the wall and like go ahead and do an S and M thing, you know? Uh, where, but but when you think about it, the challenge when it comes to those things there, the challenges are crazy because you gotta put metal, you gotta put plastics, you gotta put leather, you gotta put right, right. Uh, the skin tones, you know? And that's the challenge, but. You're stuck with uh, painting a girl or a guy with, with hair and, and a seductive look, and that's as far as you can go, unless you're gonna go to like Spain or something. Right, right. What are the kind of things that let you know, like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting towards the end of it. Like, what, what are like the sort of like the last things that you're like, I'm doing this now. I know that I'm kind of coming to the end. Well, I don't use black and I don't use white to the very. Okay. Once I so when, if I see you, if I see you reaching for the black or the white can, I know that you're close. I'm, I'm there <laughs> because black, black, and black is just like I know some 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 artists that would paint um, the whole face black and start working from dark to light. Wow. Okay. You know, yeah. um, which is pretty cool. I can't do that. I just I'll, I'll be lost. Um, I've tried it and it's and it's cool, but it's not something that I, I like um, because you're gonna. It's like um, you get a block of marble and you're gonna chisel out. Right. You gotta chisel out the shapes and all. That. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, I like going from light to dark. Okay. Uh, but I, when I first started, I always thought that the that the that the white of the eyes are white. They're not. No, they're not, they're not, they're not. But it takes, you have to train your mind and your eye to stop looking at it that way, right. you know? Um, so when I use the white, I use it only for the highlights. The highlight to make the roundness of the, of the eye ball and to give it the shine of the, of the glare. And so you leave that towards the end. That's the last and final thing. And unless the unless whatever clothes they're wearing have some white in it, uh, as far as like for the skin and the face and everything else, white is my last one. And then I try using every dark color possible that I can. Without black. Without black. And then at the very end, I'll put a little a, a little snip here and there, and it'll give it depth. And that's it. Now, a long time ago, I used to paint the whole background black. 
because I thought that that's what it was, and it's not. When you look at a painting of uh, Caravaggio, for example, he's known, he's, he's an old school master, he's known for his dark paintings, um, and he brings very intense light out of nowhere. Like you will see somebody, like a girl decapitating a guy, and the background is all dark and black, and then you see the, the, the robe and the blood and the glare in the face and, and everything else. So to master the light and the dark in one setting from two different extremes is hard as fuck. But then you start reading about it and you start realizing that he never used black. Right. He made his black. He made his with blues and browns. Uh, so it was never really black, but your eye thinks that it is. So, so have you have you gone to the point of looking for those kind of spray cans? The spray cans that are like those yeah. funky mixed colors? No, no, I've done it. I've, I've played with that. Like if you, like I did a, I did a Phoenix about two years ago. And it looks like the background is all black and it's not. The background, it's all the darkest, the darkest uh, blues, the darkest reds, and the darkest uh, what was and the darkest green that I can find. Okay. And although when you're spray painting it on a wall, it looks black, but in the morning when the sun hits it, it reflects all the colors of the pigment. So it fucks you up because at nighttime it looks dark, like a Caravaggio. Right, right. At nighttime it looks dark, but in the daytime you're like, oh shit, that's not black. That's, there's purple in there. There's blue in there. What the fuck? Right. You know? What what uh what subjects have you had the most difficulty with? Meaning, what what figures or what? I know it's always mostly females that you enjoy painting, but but what figures have you had a hard time with that that you don't? You didn't enjoy, and you were like, "Yo, I, I gotta, I just can't paint this because it just bothers me." Or just... What did pets? You ever had? You ever been asked to do pets? A monkey. A monkey. I painted a monkey one time. <laughs> what for? <laughs> I was doing, um, I was doing a job for uh, a business, and um, they wanted the indigenous animals of the country of the business. Okay. And um, we went with everything and did the lizards. I did a, I did a, I did an iguana. How was the iguana? Beautiful, bro. My favorite one ever. I don't ever think I can duplicate that ever again. Um, How big was it? I want to say like three feet by four feet. Okay. Um, all all uh, spray paint or acrylic or? Um, no, no, it was brush. It was brush? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I did that. I did a, I did a sea turtle that came out beautiful as well. Uh, I did a bunch of them. Nice. One, one better than the other. I did these birds, these, 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 um, these, what, Amazonian cows or something right, like that? Right, like a, like a parrot? Yeah. Oh, my God. Dude. Yo, bro, one, one was better than the next, right? Until the fucking monkey came <laughs> <laughs> Holy what shit. was wrong with the monkey? It was a spider monkey, man. <laughs> Dude, you have to layer and layer and layer and layer the the the, the, 
the fur. fur the fur the fur okay. oh yeah. my god fuck fur listen to me <laughs> if you ever see a, a black lemur that motherfucker is not black it's all kinds of grays he's got yeah, grays, grays and purples yeah. and and then you gotta show this oh my and then try draw the eyes on that because the eyes are, the fur comes over the eyes right and then you want to draw a mouth, but you can't because this fur is fur every fucking way, bro. It's the worst thing ever. It's the worst thing ever. So what did you end up doing? No, no, I did it, but it was just one of those. Your question was which one was the most challenging. That was it. Yeah. That was it. I did a panda bear that came with that. I must have looked at it. Second like, close, yeah? No, no. The, the, oh, it was um, easy. The panda bear was, it took what, like, like an hour. That was, e- that was easy as fuck. But the monkey, oh my god. Now I know what to what to ask you to do for me. Well, I challenged myself the second time around when I did... Uh, Next what, what we do, I you're going to be like, yo, what do you mean when I mean, spider monkeys? All spider oh monkeys. Oh my god. <laughs> um, I did a jacket with a Frida Kalkio jacket. And with a monkey on the side. Oh, that's right, she had a monkey. Yeah, so... Um, but I, but, the monkey's back. but I did Frida in the um, in the Sama Hayek version when she played her. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's the most challenging part when you want to paint a woman, and in in it, in my personal in my personal opinion, it's not attractive. Oh, okay. And you just you're just painting Singana. You just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, God, why did I pick this? Why? So I tend to paint women um, because I like, uh, well, outside of the, their, the body, the shape, um, the pose. Um, I don't care too much for, the, the, you know how you get those, 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 those pictures where you know they posed like their hair is too perfect yeah, yeah, yeah. playboy yeah, yeah, yeah playboy is known for that i don't like playboy models playboy models all had too much hairspray and fake boobs controversial um, getting controversial here man penthouse on the other hand <laughs> penthouse on the other hand the makeup artist for penthouse was a glam i mean they used dark lips they used to me that they were i like those models better <laughs> so um so yeah so so when i went to paint to paint frida i'm like i really don't care for somebody with a unibrow and a and a mustache yeah. not to take away from her talent i love her work and everything else but and, and she got a, a monkey and she got a monkey and she got a monkey um but as uh, as 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 something that attracts me, that I want to do, that I want to no. That's why when I paint guys, I'm just like I'll paint just to paint. It's not something that you can't tell me. Hey, can you paint? Pick somebody. A fucking I don't know. Can you make him look sexy? I have no idea what you mean by that. <laughs> I'll put like a pink in his mouth or something. I don't. I have no idea what you mean by that, man. But if you tell me to get a girl, oh, but I want her to give me that eye, that look, by her lips, take her tongue out, look up, stare at me. I can do that. Okay. 
you, you know, don't tell me to do that with like Magnum PI or some shit. So now, now what about when you've, you've painted uh, famous images, celebrities and all that, like do you find those enjoyable or challenging? Do you do it because they're enjoyable versus challenging or like uh, a Marilyn Monroe, uh, you know, uh, well, another famous person, whatever, you know, you name it. The challenge, the challenge with that is that everybody's an expert now. What do you mean by that? Everybody knows what the image is supposed to look like. Oh, yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. you cannot go out there and paint the Marilyn Monroe and give her a crazy-looking jawline. Right. You know, or, um, you, do you, I... You can't take liberties. Yeah, no, no, no. I had that problem when we painted in the hotel. When we painted in the hotel, I was doing uh, what they call, I guess, finger painting. Right. Um, I did a couple of, I did, I did a couple of iconic artists, uh, you know, Andy Warhol and, 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 and Pink and Lee and Futura and them. And, and those I can bang out quick, but, but they were small. They were about, I want to say 12 by 12. Okay. And they were spray paint. So, but what I was doing was I was spray painting my, my, um, my fingertips and I was painting it, painting it. Right, right, right. You know, in that sense. I could not get Basquiat's nose through his nose or his eyes. I just, I don't know if I was burned out. I don't, I got his hair, I got his outfit. I could not get his nose. Everybody knows who he is because of his hair and his outfit, but when I look at him, he looks like somebody I grew up with, I think. Like, a, he doesn't look, he's not a cartoon enough and no, it, it has to make no, it easy. It has no resemblance of him. Right, 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 right. He just looks like a, like a regular guy. You know who he is because of his iconic hair. Right, right, right. Do you know? But his features don't. But his features are not there, and I just, and that was challenging, and and, and it just got to the point where, um, I guess, I settled for, okay. Right, right, right. You know, but I walked away. If I can go back tomorrow and fix it, I would. But I would bring, I would bring a paintbrush. Gotcha. Do you know it yeah, wasn't yeah. like it was, you, no? If you go back in, you're going back in to fix it. No, no, it. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not going back in to no, struggle no, again. No, no. <laughs> and the thing is that it's hard to do a painting that small with spray paint. Oh yeah, they they were they were very small for spray paint. They were very yeah, small. Yeah, no, but it was that that was that was probably th that's the hard part of doing somebody iconic. That, that anybody can look at and be like, well, just because he has a big pompadour doesn't mean he's Elvis. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I've, I've, I have always shied away from specifically famous portraits. Um, I, I never liked it. I, anytime I've been asked to do it, I, I, stayed, I stayed away from it. I always liked, I always felt like I had a talent for uh, capturing a gesture or a look in a person, uh, if somebody asked me to do a figure or or a, a, something from a photograph or something something that looks like somebody, I would I would end up doing something that had an interesting gesture, uh, an interesting stance, an interesting attitude, maybe an expression on the face. Because it makes it easier to associate the painting with the with the picture. Yeah, 
Yeah, totally. Like, if you ask me, uh, I think, like, for example, if you ask me to do a famous portrait of somebody and they're just standing still like a headshot, oh, it's going to look like shit. It's not going to look like anything. But if you ask me to do a famous portrait of somebody and it's in a, it's in a pose that they're, that is very cartoonish and expression, it's got expressive and, and it looks, uh, because of the expressiveness of the photo, it looks, it resembles them, then it's probably going to resemble them because it's like, oh, yeah, but I captured the yeah, impression that they gave me. Yeah, but I'm going to turn the tables shit around now on you. I own two paintings of yours. Okay. And I have them in my studio. But those people aren't famous. No, but um, but you made them famous. Um, <laughs> and they were oils. Right, right, yeah. Okay. And when you are capturing a seductive look, a smile, a smirk, um, things to that effect, all it is is lighting. Yeah. Lighting and shadows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely, hundred percent. And I look agree. at it all the time, and outside of the obvious that the lakes are coming out this way, because you also paint. There was a point in there where oh, you were painting women left and right. Yeah, yeah. You know. I, I, yeah, and I still have some planned out. I still have some that I, I have planned out. I, I enjoy it too. I I enjoy. I definitely enjoy the female figure on on canvas, especially on canvas. Not so much on walls. I haven't been gra I haven't gravitated to that I don't know I, I haven't gravitated to that I, I, I enjoy what you do but I, I haven't done that but on canvas I do enjoy it I feel like it belongs on canvas I, I feel comfortable with it on canvas I just think it's a way of um, I, I mean outside of the artistic shit and everything else the painting and the, and the, the, you know you let out the energy and everything else I just think it's a way of celebrating the the female, um, not too much the form, but the beauty. Yeah. Because um, some of my 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 favorites, my muses, I will say, are not showing tits and ass. Right. You know, you know this. Monica Bellucci to me is my favorite one. <laughs> you know, and although she has, but your infatuation with Monica Bellucci is very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, but when you look at it, it's it's a lot of the the stares, a lot of the the smirk, a lot of the something like she's eating a grape. You know, now this another one um oh my god i can't think of her name right now um she was an italian she's an italian actress but she was a model first um short hair rosalini isabella rosalini isabella rosalini isabella rosalini was the model isabella yeah isabella know. rosalini was the face for lancome i think it was lancome oh, lancome and um I think she was doing Yisan Lorento Versace like in the 80s and 90s. But beautiful woman. I mean, very, her pictures, uh, her photos. And, um, but when you look at her regular, like without the, the, I guess the glam squad and the photographer and everything else, she's a very average woman. Yeah. But beautiful. See, see that, that's something else too. Like to your work, um, yeah, there is some, there are some images that you've done that I've seen that where it's, it's very obvious, like, you know, cheesecake, you know, sexy pose, pinup poses and, 
and the girls showing off cleavage or like you know uh, showing off their forms like just their stance and their positioning automatically equal sexy done I get it but then there's some other ones that I've seen you do where you focus on the expression of the face what you, you were just describing a certain smirk a certain look a certain eye you know gesture with the, even with just the eyes a certain gesture a certain angle to, to the be eyes honest with you that's the challenge and and i was gonna say my point to that is that's a challenge that people don't usually take because it's a lot easier for an artist to get a reaction from people by doing a pose a full pose so yeah. Yeah, this I mean, thing with the eyes and the faces and all that it reminds me a lot of what people talk about when they describe the mona lisa where it's just a certain look to her face but you're taking it to a modern a modern place why that challenge what do you like about do you that? know what it is that it depends on i think on the subject matter really um but i can look at 2000 pictures out of 2,000 pictures, I would like like to paint 20. Hmm. Now, and they're all in different in different stages. Some are nude, some are dressed, some are headshots. Right. Some are in compromising positions. It all depends on what is the conversation that you're trying to get. Right. So when. Um, the challenge is, I mean, the easy part is to draw something sexy, something revealing, uh, and you're going to get an automatic reaction, but you're not going to get a conversation. You're going to get a reaction. Oh, shit, look at the tits on her. Oh, shit, look at, what an app. Oh, shit. But you're not going to get two people that are going to sit down and go, that's beautiful. Look at the way she stares into Gano's wear. Look at look at look at how the light hits the areas and everything else. Now you're setting a different tone. Now you're setting um, you're putting somebody you're capturing a moment. Okay. You know, and you're building a conversation. Okay. The I other can, one. I can appreciate that. So yeah. you have to choose when you're painting. Do you want a reaction or do you want a conversation? Gotcha. Do, do you know? And yeah. that's the difference. I, I mean, in my opinion, in my artwork at least, that's the easiest one. I'll get reactions just from painting freaking stomach. Right, right, yeah. Do you know? Uh, but the, the, the conversation comes in is what, how did you capture it? What colors did you use? How did the light come on? You know? Uh, Maybe you you're gonna put like a like a like a little ring in her in her in her in her navel or something. Who knows? Right. You know. So I think I think my last question. Then I'll I'll let you go back to driving. But well, my we got 41 minutes left. <laughs> my my last question is this: um, Have you ever have you ever painted from your own photography? Have you ever uh, even uh, have you ever like? taking photography seriously to say let me take my own reference photos and use those photos for paintings that's what i'm working on now. what what i nailed it <laughs> that's that's my next uh within the next year um my my short-term goal 
right now. Short term meaning within the next two, three years. Uh, my short term goal right now is to um, get a warehouse space and convert it into a gallery studio and a photo session studio as well. Okay. I want to paint, I want to show, and I want to photograph everything. Um, that way I'm the owner of my images. That way I already know what I'm looking for. I just have to know how to use a camera and lighting. Right. Um, but that's my next thing in there. You know, models, I'm, I know enough, I have enough. You can go into Model Mayhem and hire when you need it. Uh, but the space, the space is what you need and the lighting. And uh, yeah, now the thing that I'm doing now is what I'm doing is I'm taking some, I'm taking a photo, I'm taking a photo reference and I'm doing it as close as I can to the photo reference on, on a wall or on canvas. And once I'm done, once I got it, once I know that I can leave it the way it is, I put away the picture and then I freestyle it and change it like right, what right. I did today with, yeah, yeah. Uh, with the girl with, 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 the, with the hoop earrings now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I wanted to make it look more like not the painting anymore. Now I wanted to make it look more like a person that may live in the neighborhood, that right. may look like that. Right. You know, so you start changing things up. And then um, I've been putting the hoop earrings just to make it look more like, I guess, a New York thing. Yeah. Now, well, listen, I'm, I'm curious now to see that when you start to use your own photo reference and take your own photos and choose your own models, what's the transition and how does your work change? Because I think, I think you, by now, after having painted so many different images, you probably know what you're looking for. Oh, you no, probably no, know no. the look on the eyes, the look on the the, the the certain smile, the certain angles, certain pose, certain lighting. I, outside of the um, of the artists that I mentioned that I've, uh, I've looked up to and I, and I and I followed and I researched and um, and I read on, um, I also do the same thing with photography. I can I can look at an Avalon. I can look at a Herbert's, uh Patrick Marcellius. Uh, I can look at all those all those all those their 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 um, their photos, and I already know the things. I, I love black and white. I have a thing for black and white paintings, and I want to get away more from the from the faces and work more on the on the figures with shadows okay so i want to show more movement like right now i'm working on two pieces at home um and uh, the models are laying on the floor and um they were black and white but very dark black um and what i'm doing is i'm going i'm, I'm doing the pose and then I'm putting, and then I throw away the the picture. Right. And then I'm putting in my own flesh tones and gotcha, everything gotcha, else gotcha. in there. But the movement, like the back, the hips, the way the light hits it, that's what I'm trying to capture. It's going to be a very interesting year. All right, man. So listen, I hope you share it with us. I definitely want to have more conversations with you about this once you start moving deeper into that. I think it's going to be interesting to see your observations and maybe learn a little bit from your 
new trials and errors and, and what you learn from the process because um, it sounds like you're getting ready to challenge yourself. Yeah, no, no, it's, I think it's just, a, it's part of the journey, it's part of the, uh, it's, it's part of the evolution of who I'm supposed to be at the end. Gotcha. Well, who you are, man. Who you are, not who you're supposed to be, who you are. No, no, no I'm still a work in progress. <laughs> I'm still a work in progress, man. Listen, man, you're, no little, you're not a little whippersnapper anymore, man. Yeah, you're, you're, but you know you're what it is? The work there's, in there's, there's a thing, there's, there's, I think there was a saying, I, and I may not know it word for word, but it was, it was something to the effect of um, every day I'm building myself to become the man that I'm supposed to be. Not the man that I am, the man that I'm supposed to be. And I think that that's the same thing would apply to the artist. I got you. You know, every day you try something different than when I'm gone, when I'm dead, and they'll look back at my words, they'll see the changes, and who knows, maybe in another four or five more years I won't be painting and I'll just do, and I'll do photos only, who knows? That's... That's the interesting part, right? Alright, man. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your stories, man. And, and we'll be talking again soon. Thank you again. Welcome to Take a Ride with Me episode i want to talk about inktober um you know we're in october right now this is for all artists out there you're familiar with inktober which is a full month 31 days of drawing every day doing an ink drawing every day mm -hmm. and i've been having a lot of fun doing it with my ipad so i think that'd be a nice conversation for the next one get back into some art talk and get back into some technique stuff and technical stuff yeah if you go to our instagram you're gonna see the process uh, making of the each ink inktober yeah and then also the final results so check us out cortez nyc live stream on instagram mm -hmm.